Welcome back to Mishnayomi. Today we begin the second parak of Mishnah's Arla. Parak Bays, Mishnah Aleph, and Mishnah Bays. And as I mentioned yesterday, we are now going to be talking a lot about the concept of nullification of Bittal, of when you have a forbidden item that falls into a, a pot or a vat or whatever it may be, creates a mixture with items that are permitted. At a certain point, once it hits a certain threshold of permitted items, we look at the prohibited item as if it's nullified, it's batel, and therefore it's not. It's, it's as if it's not even there. Normally, we say this happens one in three. That batel barov means if one in th- if one item is, let's say you have three pieces of meat, one of them is non-kosher, and they get mixed together. So the rove is majority of the meat here is kosher, and therefore we say all of it is now considered kosher. Now it happens to be, do we really say all of it is kosher, or do we assume one of them is not kosher, but because we don't, we can't identify which one it is, therefore we allow you to eat all of them, or at least eat all of them, but not maybe not uh, together as one big sandwich, rather we make you eat them se- separately, or perhaps make you remove one of them and say, almost like Breira, the concept we discussed previously, the one you remove, that is going to take on the qualities of the non-kosher meat, and the other two are permitted. However you want to slice it, however you want to look at it, we do say the concept of Bittu Barov. When it comes to food, however, it gets a little more complicated, and that is because although normally we can say when something is nullified in the majority, Bittu Barov, food imparts taste, and therefore the taste is, can still be, uh, if you can still taste it, it's very hard to claim that it's not there. Like, let's assume you have a massive chulant and milk falls into it. Well, if you can taste that milk in the chulant, you can't really claim then that milk is nullified because you can taste it. So, we create a threshold of 1 in 60th. Which is, again, we discussed this previously in other mesechlas. At Batalishish in 1 60th, if there's more than 60 times the amount of kosher, a permitted item, then whatever what is forbidden is nullified. When it comes to truma, and we'll see in this case, chala, demai, bikurim, arla, klayakarim, all, all those sort of things, the threshold for nullification is in fact much higher than 1 and 1 60th, but it's going to go up to either 1 and 100th or 1 and 200th, as we'll see in, in our Mishnah, and this is all rabbinic. Hatruma. Utrumas Meiser, Shaldemai, Chalavi, Bikurim, Olam, Be'echadameya. Says our Mishnah opens up and says, Truma, Trumas Meiser, Demai, Chala, and Bikurim. Bikurim are the first fruits. Chala, as we know from the previous Mishnah, the, the, the dough that you remove that goes to the Kohen. Demai are the Suffolk, the doubtful, the, the, the uh, produce that there's a doubt whether the appropriate tithes were removed. All these things are only nullified 1 100, meaning to say you have to have 100 times more of the things that are, are, that are edible, that are, are, are kosher, that are, that are permitted, in order to say that. The demai or the truma, the trumas ma'aser, the chal, the bikurim that fell into it are nullified. Not only that, mitzarv and zeh im zeh. That let's say you have a mixture, and let's say there's a hundred times more truma uh, uh, permitted items than the truma, but truma and trumas ma'aser fall in together. So then we say they join together, and you now need to have two hundred times um, the amount of truma and trumas ma'aser, meaning that they join together since they're both considered aser. And as we'll soon see, they're both aser, and the Torah considers them very similar. Both of them are called truma, so therefore they join together to now you need a larger amount in order to nullify them. The Tzarech Laharim, and, and also importantly, you, once let's assume you have more than 100 times the amount of, of, of truma in this mixture, so although it is nullified, you still need to remove uh, what would, would be the equivalent amount of truma that fell in and give to the Kohen, because the, the, at the end of the day, the Kohen deserves, and it belongs to the Kohen, the truma. And the fact that you can't give it to him, now you're stealing from the Kohen, so you have to pull out any random fruit, let's assume it was a fruit, any random grape, and give that to the Kohen, so the Kohen gets his, uh, what he deserves, what he was expecting. 